1: This is a Rogue Media Network podcast.
2: This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. John McClain, the Hall of Famer, joins us, and we will get to baseball and the Astros and the Rangers. Rangers winning today, as Craig mentioned earlier, 4 to nothing in Tampa, uh, in actually St. Petersburg. John, thank you for your time have the uh, Texans found gold in C.J. Stroud?
0: They have. He's been outstanding. I just tweeted that C.J. Stroud, his 22nd birthday today, um, is joins this group of quarterbacks who've thrown for at least 1,200 yards without an interception in the first four games of the season. Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, and Peyton Manning. Pretty good group. And he's second in the history to Cam Newton for yards over the first four games. And he's the first guy in history to have um, at least, let's see, 250 yards, two touchdowns without an interception in his first four games. So he's been fantastic. Texans have won their last two by 20 at Jacksonville, 24 over the Steelers, a blowout. And people here are just flabbergasted. When do
1: you think they'll get some relief on the offensive line?
0: It's interesting because um, they were, in these last two games, they played three, the third left tackle, third left guard. The third left guard tore up ligament, and they had to replace him with a guy came off the practice squad, a backup center, third center, third right tackle. So the backups who were starting are hurt. But that line did not give up a sack. In the last two games, T.J. Watt, T.J. Watt went into the game with six sacks. Steelers had 13. They had none. Watt had one hit on Stroud and two tackles. So the, those backups did a hell of a job. Now they get their two tackles back. They get their center back. So they ought to be in better shape. But it's hard to improve on what they've done these last two games. One thing that should help them is they should be able to run the ball better.
1: John, uh, Jalen Petrie come back, everything okay as far as him and his return and, and, and how he's looked so far?
0: He had a great game. He had a he had a blitz and screwed up quarterback Kenny Pickett. He had another big play in the backfield. One of the things I'm going to talk to him about tomorrow. In the first quarter, cornerback Steven Nelson made a leaping interception on a deep ball about down the middle. And he got up and he started running, and Petrie was kind of to his left and signaling him, follow me. And so he kind of did. So Petrie turns and runs down the field and sees number 14 from Pittsburgh. And I mean, he hit the guy. He knocked him down. And then he jumped on top of him. He was rude and crude to that defense back. And he went to Baylor. I'm going to tell him, I can't believe you do those kind of things coming from
2: Baylor. But you loved it with the Texans, right?
0: Oh my goodness, he was he was outstanding. They love Petrie just like every Baylor fan knew that they would. You know, he missed two games with a, a bruised lung and now he's fine. And that defense is playing way above what we thought that was capable of playing with D'Anico Ryans making the calls.
1: John, the Cowboys have had three wins this season in four games, which have all been ridiculous blowouts because their defense and special teams have made huge plays. Their offense is fine. I mean, that's the best thing you can say about it right now. Uh, They're not great in the red zone. So are they really a a team that can contend long-term, or is it a little bit of smoke and mirrors, these first four?
0: Well, first of all, people can just forget about the Arizona game. That was a game in which they just didn't take them seriously. Now, we're all pretty sure they're not going to blow out uh, the game coming up, and uh, one of the things, though, Dak Prescott, the wide receiver, tight end and running game, they're going to have to be better. They're going to have to be more consistent because 49ers got a good defense. They've got balance. That defense is going to go up against the most balanced offense in the league along with Philadelphia. That runs the ball a lot. Christian McCaffrey has been magnificent. Brock Purdy had one incompletion in the game Sunday. So they have a streak going back to last season, in which they've scored 30 or more. I'll be surprised they do it against the Cowboys. You know, you hope if you're a Cowboys fan, that that pass rush can make Purdy's life miserable. What the Cowboys need to do that other teams have not been able to do is get a big lead and force Purdy to beat you. So far, he's had the benefit of a big play running game, and he's got big play tight end, big play wide receiver nobody has the offensive balance that the 49ers have
1: john what do you make of the chicago bears current struggles and and that denver loss just adding to them this past weekend Uh, i did see if there's a bright spot as it currently stands they'd have the top two picks in next year's draft and so that seems like it's a a great thing to hang your hat on but just what have you made of that whole situation out there in, in chicago
0: let me point out there's a reason the Bears have never had a great passing quarterback, ever. The Soldier Field is on Lake Michigan. The wind blows constantly. And that's in August, September, and October before the weather gets miserable. Just like Cleveland. It's on Lake Erie. Cleveland has not had a 4,000-yard passer since 1980 in Brian's sight, They build around the running game, physicality, they build on defense, special teams, the trenches. And if I'm Caleb Williams, I don't care, and I'm going to get $22 million to sign. I'm thinking long term. I'm saying, okay, how many more Burger King commercials, national, can you give me? And see if they can get it up a little bit, and then hope like heck, some other quarterback goes to the Bears. And if the Bears are off of next year, then uh, he'll go somewhere else. People are saying they'd do that if it was Arizona. Phoenix looks a whole lot better, a place to live and play, in Chicago in the winter. And uh, so I'll be real surprised if that happens. Now, Justin Fields for three quarters had a perfect rating. He had four touchdowns. He had one incompletion, I think. He was tremendous. And then the play calling was bad. The coach made a terrible decision to go for a first down instead of kick a field goal. There was a lot of coaches making a lot of bad decisions during games and it's amazing they've kind of gone analytical crazy and the one thing when they that gets me when the okay analytics say let's go for fourth and one on our twenty four because we have a sixty eight percent better chance to win well analytics don't don't take into account who you're playing against whether you're playing against a great defense or a bad defense or who's hurt and who's not you can't just go. By analytics. It should be a tool, and that's it. Somebody needs to tell that to Chargers coach Brandon Staley, who's the worst there is about going for it at the wrong time.
1: John, uh, are the Bears going to build a new stadium, though? Didn't their owners buy, like, a site?
0: Yeah, they bought a site in the suburbs. They're going to build a stadium there. The uh, mayor is fighting it. They want them downtown. They say they'll build it and it's like if Cleveland had built its new stadium on Lake Erie next to the old one which was called Mistake Mother of the lake if they built it in the suburbs the weather the wind wouldn't be nearly as bad and i don't know if the bears are thinking about that cuz they can they want control of the stadium where they have final say on who comes in there they get the benefit suburbs will give owners anything if they want it. So they're going to get a new stadium one way or another. And I think they're headed to the suburbs instead of soldier field. And that would be too bad.
2: John, the Astros are in, they win the West on the tiebreaker Rangers won earlier today against Tampa Bay. Um, there's a little like, this is some bad blood if the Rangers and Astros meet, which I don't think they will. Cause the Rangers have to go through first Tampa, no matter the one game victory and then Baltimore. Your thoughts about this is kind of a little bit of a back and forth between some media and the Rangers organization, vice versa.
0: Well, Chris Young, general manager, made a fool out of himself, I thought. Now, of course, people in the Metroplex don't think that. Going after a reporter, Brian McTaggart, for an innocuous tweet he put out about the Rangers celebrated with a champagne celebration, which they did. We all saw the pictures while the Astros toasted champagne, wore their T-shirts, and said, we got bigger fish to fry, which is winning the division. And they won 8-1 on Sunday, and the Rangers lost 1-0. And Young just went crazy, acting like these, he was he was chastising Brian McTaggart, who's the least controversial reporter I've ever seen, talking about Houston journalists, talking about everybody hates him. It's great for the rivalry. Now there will be people who call him a genius, saying he took the pressure off his team and put it on himself. And so the Rangers did a great job today. And I would hope Chris Young would thank Brian McTaggart for helping him win since they intimated that he helped him lose. But it's a great accomplishment by the Rangers. I want them to win. I want the Astros to win. I want them to play for the World Series. This rivalry has become unbelievable.
1: Was it McTaggart's tweet or was it the infographic that they put out that said that the team put out that said, we celebrate championships in Houston?
0: No, he was mad at Brian McTaggart. Okay. Okay. Called him, said journalists, gave classless, all these things for telling the truth. They did have a champagne celebration.
1: All right, John, let's end on an on a historical I, left, note and I a much turned happier it note. off <laughs> I turned
0: it off I was so disgusted and I started running errands and I'm on a, a tweet thread with a bunch of my friends who are Baylor uh, Baylor grads and like me and everybody else they were just disgusted with the 35-7 score and I wasn't paying any attention I get in the car I look at my phone and I see that it's 35 to 33 and I'm like, holy bleak. <laughs> so I ran it to the closest place, which was a Mexican restaurant. I ran in the bar, <laughs> and I made them change the channel just so I could see the winning field goal. And then I held my breath because I'm thinking, okay, on Sports Center tonight, they're going to say boomer, boom, a 59-yard game-winning field goal. Thank God he didn't. And congratulations to those. Fighting Baylor Bear. What do you Gee. think
2: about that throw from the end zone, about thirty yards behind the line is scrimmage? Never grievance. seen anything huh. like it. Never. It was Never. unbelievable. Uh, it, if that that was, was an act of God. Yeah. If that was a Heisman Trophy candidate, that would have been his Heisman moment. But man, did they need a win. I don't know what that happens again. What happens against Tech Saturday night? But it, it uh, everything tasted better. Tasted better. Uh, uh, probably drinks were better. The smelling uh, atmosphere was better.
0: But what a game. What a huge game. I said on all my shows, Baylor missed the best comeback in franchise history. The Astros Astros come back from the dead to win the division by winning five of six at Seattle. And then Arizona and the Texans beat the L as Steelers. First time since they've them since 2011. And J.J. Watt got honored here. It was a great weekend if you were a sports fan in Houston.
2: You'd think somebody who covered the Oilers and the Bills in that crazy game... Would never uh, was it the Titans? Would never have uh,
0: no. It was the Oilers. The yeah, Oilers and, Bills, and Bills
2: would never have turned off a, a team down by twenty eight like you
0: did. Well, if I didn't, if I, if I, if my heart had not belonged to Baylor since nineteen sixty, mm. I wouldn't have done it. And plus, I was in the press box and I couldn't get away on the other one, or I would have walked out of the Buffalo. <laughs> I would have turned off the Buffalo Oilers game because the Oilers were going to run away with it. Thank
2: you, John. Second bears. John McLean Hall of Fame Columnist Tuesdays, most every Tuesday at five thirty.
1: This has been a Rogue Media Network production.